You're listening to the Old Timer Synthesizer Podcast by The Worship Blender. the podcast episode one my name is brent hasker i'm the host of the podcast and i'm so excited to get started on this podcast i uh, i started this podcast because i really enjoy synthesizers been playing them since the 80s and uh, just uh, always loved them i've owned lots and lots of vintage analog synthesizers and uh, of course now everything's software based so all my vintage synthesizers for the most part are gone i have one left i still have one i still have my old uh, juno 106 actually it's it's actually an hs60 it's kind it's a variation of the uh, juno 106 but it's basically a juno 106 um actually i've owned like four juno 106s in my lifetime i've owned uh uh you know three uh roland jupiter sixes a jupiter eight uh mini moog uh oberheim four voice oberheim uh, obxa uh Korg Poly 800, DW8000, gosh, I know there's so many ones I've forgotten, uh, Sequential Circuits Pro 1, Yamaha CS5, Yamaha DX5, uh, Korg M1, uh, Kurzweil K1000, uh, lots and lots of rack mount stuff, um, gosh, just all kinds of stuff. And so I've, I've got a long history with synthesizers. I love them. And I, uh, like I said, most everything's gone now. Um, everything's software based. And I love the stuff by Arturia. I love the stuff by Yuhi, big fan of Yuhi stuff. And also uh, becoming a bigger fan now of Cherry Audio because I just uh, got the uh, Mercury 6 plug-in, which just came out this week. I'm so excited. So yes, the Mercury 6. And that's what I'm going to make my podcast episode one about is the Mercury 6 by Cherry Audio because I just purchased it today. Been playing with it and it just reminds me so much of my old uh, Roland Jupiter 6s and I just couldn't be happier with it. I loved what Cherry Audio did. They really didn't mess with the user interface at all. They kept it pretty much you know, a one-to-one copy of the uh, synth with only adding a couple of minor things here and there. They added uh, some effects, that, you know, which typically what manufacturers will do that create these plugins is they'll, of course, add effects and a few other minor things here and there. But for the most part, it's it's just like being on the uh, Jupiter 6 synthesizer. And one of the cool things, too, is it does give you the ability to layer the sounds, which the original Roland Jupiter 6 would allow you to do a split on the keyboard. So you could split the keyboard and have one sound on the bottom part of the split, another sound on the top part of the split, Um, but you could not layer the sounds on top of one another. So this Mercury 6 gives you the ability to do that, kind of like the uh, Tau version of the Jupiter 8. Uh, which is a nice uh, emulation. Um, They give you the ability to work on two different layers at the same time. And uh, Mercury 6 does that too. And what's cool about it is, because one of the things I always found out on the uh, the towel when I'd be working on a, on a sound is the I would forget that I'm working on a, a multi-layered 
uh, patch, and then I'd be getting frustrated. Why isn't these changes doing what I'm thinking? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's because I'm using a, a patch that has a layer, and I got to go to the other layer to make adjustments there, too. And so Cherry Audio was clever in, in making it so whichever patch that you're on, it will change the color of the uh, icon or of the buttons on there. Um, so that you can see, okay, I'm in blue mode, so I'm on the uh, lower, uh, what they call the lower uh, layer. And then, oh, everything's red now. Okay, so I'm on the upper layer. So if you see the colors changing, that that's just kind of a little visual cue to, to uh, let you know which uh, layer you're on. So really clever. Um, and so anyway, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a... Uh, just a quick little demo that I created. I needed something to uh, test out the uh, Mercury 6 with, so I just came up with a quick little song. I had a song on my heart and a song that we're doing at church tomorrow, and it's not your typical um, synthesizer-based um, song to do a synth demo with, um, but anyway, it's a, it's a church old church hymn that's been uh, redone, and so I'm going to go ahead and play it for you now, and then I'm going to break down the, uh, the different uh, parts for you, and also just kind of uh, um, give you some more information on the synth. So here we go. All right, so that is a recording of the Mercury 6. And I want to say, too, that, that is, that's just a rough mix. I didn't use any effects or any cue or anything else. It's just raw out of the uh, synth, also raw out of the 
Uh, I'm using an XO drum machine, and I'm also using. Um, there's a little bit of a uh, of a loop by uh, Easy Drummer mixed in there as well. Everything is just dry. There's nothing on it. On that mix, however, I did put on some mastering effects. Um, but that was it, just one little plug-in to, to just kind of make it sound a little bit livelier. Um, but now I'm going to work with the individual tracks here, and you're not going to hear any any effects or mastering or anything else on it. It's just the synth itself. So on the uh, tracks, and let's see here. Let me pull up uh, the first track here. Let me kind of turn some stuff off here because my computer is maxing out. Because I got like I got I've got thirteen instances of Mercury Six, and a lot of them have layers on them. And then I've got EXO uh, and Easy Drummer, but there's no other sense being used here. But my computer is not happy with me right now. Um, so, but otherwise, I don't think it, it doesn't seem like. Um, Mercury Six has been too much of a drain on my computer. It just seems like since I've been starting uh, this. Um, this podcast it's been a little bit crazy so here we go uh, i've just got the mercury 6 plug-in for the first track on here we go so that's actually a a slightly edited uh preset that came with it here is the second track that I did with another preset just to kind of give it a little bit of atmosphere so that's kind of the main background of the song that kind of plays throughout the whole thing I'm going to turn those off I'm going to go to the next synth part and this is just a kind of a lead line using an arpeggiator I don't use an arpeggiator too much but uh, I wanted to kind of test it out just to demo the uh, synth. And this is just a, a quick patch that I created from scratch. And it's really easy. I'm going to do some quick editing on here. And what's cool about the uh, the Mercury 6 is you can turn on multiple waveforms at the same time. Here's the uh, filter. You've got a high-pass filter, which I'm using on this particular sound. You've also got a band-pass. And then you've also got a low-pass filter. And I've also got those cool percussive rolling envelopes. And on this one, I'm actually using, I'll turn the effects off. So there it is, dry. And I love the pulse width 
on old Roland Sense. Here's the synth bass. And there's a little bit of distortion on this, but otherwise there's no effects. There's with the distortion off. Oh, wait. There's with the distortion off. So not much difference there. And this is a... This is a um, actually... <laughs> I was wrong. I'm looking on the wrong, wrong instance. Now, now I got the right one up. Okay, so there's delay and reverb on this. So let's turn the uh, delay and reverb off. So we got it dry. So there's the dry sound, and this is just a patch uh, preset out of the uh, library that came with it. So what do some of the other bass bases sound like? So you see, very uh, cool there. Uh, you can do a lot of stuff. Um, I also use the the uh, Mercury Six for a lot of uh, percussion noises. And let me see if I can pull those up for you here. So all of these percussion noises are actually presets from the uh, the Mercury Six. And then I blend that in with the uh, drum machine. kick drum and then a separate loop. I also have Easy Drummer on here. I'll put on a, a synth again so you can kind of hear how that all blends together. So what's cool about it is being able to use the Mercury 6 also for percussive sounds. And then there's the big chords. With a little melody line. 
doubling it. So I'll just turn those on. So that's actually five instances of Mercury 6, four, ver four instances playing chords, and one instance just doing the melody line. So if I was to single them all out, there would be the first one, there's the second one, there's the third one, they're all of course panned a little bit differently. And then on the last one, actually used an arpeggiator on this one to just kind of give it a nice little atmosphere there. So anyway, that's uh, you know that's just a simple little piece that I threw together in about an hour just to try out the uh, synth, and uh, yeah, I love it. I can't wait to use it on more tracks, and uh, it's funny because I've looking back over my catalog of stuff I've recorded over the years, and I literally have hundreds of things that I've recorded since the '80s, and even though I've owned three. Jupiter 6s, I hardly have anything with the original Jupiter recorded on it. I'm not sure why that is because I really I really loved using it, but for some reason I just I think it's because in the 80s I didn't really have any I didn't have much access to recording um and because I, you know, that was the 80s and we had Porta Studios, you know, four track recorders, but I was too young and broke to to afford one of those. So occasionally I'd be able to borrow one from somebody who had one, but um I just never had I guess any tracks that I really used that on too much. I used it plenty and live bands that I played on and stuff like that, but just uh, hardly any recordings. Then when I got them in the, uh, got the Jupiter 6s again in the uh, 90s, after actually it sold my Jupiter 6 in order to get a Korg M1. <laughs> and believe it or not, this is this is really funny too, because, you know, of course we know how how much used uh, vintage synth gear goes for on the, on the vintage market, but uh, I sold a... My Jupiter 6, my Korg DW8000, and my Korg Poly 800, plus a whole bunch of money in order to be able to get a Korg M1. So three synthesizers in order, plus a bunch of money to get a Korg M1. Now, the Korg M1 was an awesome synth. It really was. And I know a lot of people... Um, you know, say that it was a bland synth or whatever, the, you know, Rompler workstation or whatever. But that synth did so much for me for uh, recording and songwriting. And uh, so uh, I'm really thankful for the uh, for the Korg M1. But uh, I can't believe that I sold a Roland Jupiter 6 and uh, two other synths in order to have to to buy it. But, you know, that's how uh, that's how life is, you know, probably. Well, I guess there's not there's nothing that we're buying now that's going to somehow be really worth a lot of money in the future. I mean, it's kind of like a weird thing where, I mean, I, I've just got this synth plug-in 49 bucks from Cherry Audio and it's a, you know, it's a Roland Jupiter 6 on my computer and I can now use it, you know, just like a Roland Jupiter 6 and it's, and it's awesome. But you know, 30 years from now, it's going to be outdated software. There's there's going to be zero resale value on this uh, software. And that's just, uh, but yeah, you, but yet you get it for such a, a great deal that that's just kind of the trade-off. You're not going to get any resale 
you know, it's not going to become vintage software down the road. It's just going to be outdated software at some point. So, um, whereas the Jupiter six, the original version, um, or good grief, the Jupiter eight, I can't believe I had a Jupiter eight. And now I'm looking at the prices that they sell for now. Woo, my goodness. So, um, yeah. And, uh, but yet you can get a Jupiter eight plug in for, you know, you know, 60, hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whoever you buy it from, there's a, a whole bunch out there. Um, so it's just, it's just amazing just what a different time we're in where the emulations you can get really cheap, but the originals still go for a lot of money. So it's funny, the software, this, this cherry audio software I just got 30 years from now is probably going to be outdated. But if you still have a working condition, Jupiter six, it'll probably be worth a hundred grand or something like that. But anyway, um, I do enjoy the where we're at though with software and synthesizers, and it's just it's just amazing all of that you can do with it. And yeah, so this is my first episode. I really don't have an agenda on it other than just talking about sense and uh, sharing stuff that I'm doing with you and uh, production and. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to make it up as I go along. Hopefully, it'll be an interesting podcast for you, and uh, you'll like it. So if you're in the synthesizers, please subscribe to this podcast, and I'll try to get um, at least one episode out uh, per month, hopefully more than that. And uh, that's about all I can tell you right now. Um, I hope that uh, I'll see you for the next episode. All right, God bless you. The Old Timer Synthesizer Podcast is brought to you by The Worship Blender. Find us on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash worship blender.